Let's Get Two presents... Five, four, three, two, one... Pitch is lifted to right by Cassianos. Long run for Tucker over toward the line and foul territory. Makes the catch and the Houston Astros do it again. 2022 World Series champions. And now, go, go Astros. Astros baseball from three guys who've been there since Art Howe had hair. And welcome back. Look, we'll be honest, it's 3.50 that we're recording this. We're slow. We're sluggish. Not unlike your Houston Astros, we've got Brian Arbor, who uh, I think lost two games for us this weekend, so you can never go back. Brian, how was your trip? Uh, the non-baseball parts of the trip were pretty awesome. The uh, Jordan hit a uh, ball off the uh, Crawford boxes about five feet for me. was pretty awesome. And the uh, seventh inning yesterday was, uh, well, I said too much already. Yeah. And Andy, you and I in Nashville this weekend, so we didn't have to endure it as much as Brian did. We were able to casually look at our phone between drinks and banana puddings and helmets and things. Um, Saturday was Saturday was great. I don't remember anything else. Yeah, exactly. That's all that happened Saturday. So look, obviously, um, well, maybe not obviously. I think for me, I'm still very much in a, in a few minds about the struggles of the team. Um, much has been said about the fact that they are the same record they were last year at this time. Uh, that, but that the, the the upcoming opposition is going to be relatively stiff. I'm still of the mind that you don't worry about anything yet. And this is a team, um, Brian, we'll start with you, that I feel like the whole goal is to stay in the hunt until the rest of the team gets back. Yeah, I would agree. And again, this is, they all, they've started slowly each of the last three seasons. Frankly, they weren't, you know, a huge start in 2019 either. So um took them a little while to get going. So this is common. You think we would learn from the commonness of this, but of course, you know, I certainly didn't feel that way when I was screaming at Dusty to uh, pull Fromber, uh, pull Fromber last night when he let him go a couple pitch, uh, a couple batters too long. Yeah, Andy, what do you think? I, I mean, it's the same thing we're going to be saying for the next six weeks. It's not Memorial Day yet. Stop panicking. They're going to hover around 500 until they start getting players back, and that may be as soon as the next two weeks when they Brantley um, starts make, doing his minor league rehab. Um, I, I just look at it from a week-to-week schedule. They were 500 this week, 500 since we recorded last, uh, which is better than the week before. So there's some small improvement that has happened. Just the uh, memory of November being what it was and the um, – short-term pain of losing anything to the Arlington Rangers um, doesn't sit well with most Astros fans. But by and large, we're also a panicky group, so not us, but Astros fans in general. So it's hard to sit there and just be calm about the fact that, you know, you gave up, a, had a seven-run seventh or whatever that inning was yesterday. Yeah, 
and a seven run sentence. One thing I thought about that inning um, was it's the first time I think we've seen old Fromber in two or three years where I do think the era unsettled him. And then that was, then he couldn't find the zone. I mean, that seems like where, where it began speaking of not being able to find the zone. And I do think it's still too early, but you can start to identify trends. Andy, start with you. Um, I don't know that if the playoffs started tomorrow, Luis Garcia makes the playoff roster. Thoughts on his struggles this year that have seemed like we've been able to predict the meltdowns before they've come. Well, I mean, you've got to keep, you've got to have some pitchers on the roster. So it'll be between him and um, Stanek about who gets left off based on performance to this point in the season, maybe Seth Martinez too. Um, But it's also the beauty of being April. I am probably in the minority of Astros fans, um, maybe not the minority of the show, but Luis Garcia to me is a guy who just is never going to be able to have an economy of pitches where he can start getting into the sixth inning consistently. And because of that, every time he comes around, he is putting a burden on a bullpen that has already been taxed for a good part of this season. Uh, And uh, it just doesn't, there, there doesn't appear to be any progress made. I think I looked because I was having this argument in the offseason, and it's not any better now, but less, I think 58% of his starts, he goes fewer than five complete innings mm. in his major league career. And it hasn't trended like it's getting better. It, that's just been who he is. He nibbles. He throws too many balls. Um, he doesn't seem to have an out pitch. And I'm sure that um, – although Nestor Cortez can do whatever he wants, losing his favorite little routine um, approach to the mound uh, can't be helping him. Uh, that's probably more mental than it is physical, but I just, I, I would have, I would have sold on Luis Garcia probably sometime last year, hindsight being what it is. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, Brian, he's probably a fifth starter and this is what he's doing, but it, it seems like, he seems like one of those guys that that at least the fan base had hopes of him turning into a stud in the way that I think we both mm-hmm. agree Christian Javier will be if he's not already. And of course, Fromber and Hunter Brown. apparently. Yeah, I mean, the biggest issue with uh, Garcia is that his fastball is average at best. And so it is harder to sometimes the advice is to throw your, you know, to not throw the, your worst pitch as much. It's hard not to throw your fastball when you're a pitcher. Yeah, he's got a good cutter. He's got a good uh, curveball. He's got, you know, he's got other pitches. Uh, when he throws those, he's really effective. They're all less effective with their fastball, but he's gets particularly hit hard on the fastball, and he hasn't been able to improve that. That being said, you know, he's been an above average pitcher, both in terms of hey, the average major league pitcher only goes like five point four innings. So, you know, doing that and you know have an ERA above average both in the last two years. There's reason to believe he'll come around um, as a, but it's been a, uh, it's been a frustrating start to a season. Certainly. I also think he probably pales in comparison to the other starters that he has to be compared against. I mean, he's not Justin Verlander. He's not Garrett Cole. He's not Fromber Valdez. He's not Christian Javier. He may not be Hunter Brown at this point. Um, And so Maybe he is an average major league fifth starter, but we've had better than that for several years. And so it's hard watching him take a turn every fifth day. Um, the Astros appear to be ready to continue to do that for a while. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that, you know, there's anybody in triple A just beating down the door. I know the um, Forrest Whitley fans are all clamoring, but 
it looks like they're setting him up to be a long man, um, not a starter. Exciting, it's been an exciting eight innings, but it's been eight innings from Forrest Whitley. <laughs> and not you even know. eight innings across three outings. So yeah. well, it's like it's like eight innings from the Yeti. You don't yeah. believe it's happening. Somebody's <laughs> got a picture. Is it fake? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, staying with the pitching, though, I mean, we talk about how this team has not played a complete game really yet. Maybe they played one or two. But to see what both Hunter Brown and Fromber did in back-to-back starts, Hunter Brown has thrown consec- two consecutive seven-inning, uh, seven in- seven shutout innings, um, or at least no earned runs given up. Brian, I mean, this feels like, again, we're going to be able to count on at least three horses that are Javier, Brown, and Fromber. I'm not sure many other teams can say that's the same, that same level of talent and dominance. No, and then, you know, that's why they win the World Series last year. They had really great pitching. Um, and, you know, they lost for Orlander. Didn't want to pay him $43 million. Understandable. They replaced him with Hunter Brown. Hunter Brown's not Verlander. I'm not sure he's a horse yet. Again, it's three starts, so we can't be making these sort of comparisons. But he was really effective on Saturday. Mm-hmm. He gave up only one walk. I think he had one hit batter. And... I think three of the five walk, three of the five hits he had were just ground balls that got you know in between batters in the top of the third. He had the uh, you know, they had the era and the you know, he got basically he got four ground balls and he got one out out of it. He got five ground balls and got one out of one out from it. Uh, just keep getting ground balls; they'll find these gloves soon enough. Um, and he did that in the rest of uh, in the rest of his outings, and it's it's a very encouraging sign, absolutely. Andy, do you want to? Your thoughts on that? I mean, to me, I'm I'm only con- considering Brown for the same reason I argued against people who thought Brown was bad in spring training by saying, "Look what he did at the end of the year last year." I think adding that to what he's done so far in the regular season, I, I mean, I think he is definitely one of one of the most reliable third starters in a rotation in baseball. I mean, it's safe to say that the early returns on Hunter Brown are very positive. Um, he's had three starts, to, as Brian mentioned. One of them was not great. Two of them have been really, really good. Um, you'd like to see his strikeout numbers go up a little bit because historically, at least minor league-wise, he strikes out more hitters than he has at the major league level. But ultimately, the job is to get outs, and he's been effective at getting outs. Um, and that's what's important uh, when you have a team who – potentially can score a lot of runs. You just need to get the, you need to keep the other team shut down. Um, yeah. I'm comfortable with him as a, a third. I'm comfortable with him as a fourth. Um, it's still to be seen what Lance McCullers Jr. is going to look like when he comes back. Um, and I think, you know, speaking I don't, of think, Hunter, I don't think speaking of Sasquatches and Yetis, a healthy yeah. Lance McCullers. I, I don't think Hunter Brown's in any, <laughs> yeah. I don't think Hunter Brown's in any danger of losing his rotation spot when Lance McCullers Jr. comes back. Um, I he can't say that first. about Luis Garcia. Yeah. Who and, do we and see I think Forrest or, or, or Lance? And, and I think Arquiti has been a fairly pleasant surprise. I yeah. mean, if you're talking about fifth starters, he's a lot more effective because he can at least go deeper into games and eat, eat some innings and save the bullpen some. Um, that's, again, to me, for Garcia, what he doesn't do. And it creates a crunch down the rotation for a couple of days, especially in this weird world where we only have Thursdays off. Hunter Brown is not, by the way, Hunter Brown has not given up a home run as a major leaguer. I mean, there, yeah, that's, in, that's in, yeah, 
Mm-hmm. And, and you know, we could talk a lot about the defense and, and but I think defense works itself out. I'm not I'm not worried about this team defensively in the slightest. Uh, there's been some talk, though, that Dusty and I haven't seen the lineup for today yet, but that Dusty probably needs to give a Brayu a breather that there's and Bray uh, is in the lineup today is in the lineup today. Yeah. So the just the idea that maybe a Brayu, we see this all the time when somebody you join a new team, you try a little too much. Andy, what have your thoughts been on him? Um, Abreu, evidently, according to White Sox fans online, is a little bit of a slow starter. Um, and we've got yes. a couple of those in the lineup. So historically, this is not out of the norm for him. As April, the I, I, I have I have looked this up. April is his worth month month career wise OPS. Yeah. So as the weather warms up, he tends to start hitting more and more with with more authority. Uh, I'm not worried about Jose Abreu because Astros fans are going to come after me. He's still an improvement with what he's doing now over what Yuli was giving us last year. Yeah. So even with his inability to hit extra base hits um, or drive in a lot of runs so far, he's, I'm not, he's the least of our concerns. Um, I'm a lot more concerned about the production out of David Hensley, who was supposed to, a lot of people had planted a flag around David Hensley. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dusty's weird use of Yonder Diaz. Um and we can you know, talk about Corey Jolks. He, you know, he's rewarding Dusty's faith, but there's a lot more lineup issues to me than Jose Abreu at this point. Yeah, uh, I mean, just like imagine, see, imagine if Dubon wasn't hitting. Like, just imagine that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you'd like to see Abreu get a day off and just reset, but I think Dusty's MO typically is he's going to wait for him to have a good day to give him that day off. And yeah. we're all going to go, hey, he just got three hits. Why are you giving him the day off? That's what we do. Brian, do you want to follow up on that at all? Yeah, I, I'd be fine with giving an Abreu a day off. In general, I'm in favor of more day offs and days off uh, for players. And Abreu is one of four players himself, Bregman, Pena, and Tucker, who played every game. Uh, the other three have played in the field every game. Uh, Abreu's gotten one DH day. Um, so, frankly, I expect one of them to get a day off on Wednesday, uh, possibly multiple of them uh, going into the off day. Hey, the good news is George Springer is going to start tonight. Bad news, it's not for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we're going to obviously see – we are going to see George tonight. It's going to be a tough matchup with Toronto these next three. Uh, and I do I do expect, particularly with how the team has been hitting, multiplied with the bottom three, no matter what, Brian, remember what combination you have, it's a hole yeah. right now. Um, yes. Hensley has not done what we all, we all thought Hensley would be effective, at mm-hmm. least at drawing walks. And I've seen him have some really bad strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Um, Jules Diaz, do you have a, or, or Salazar? I mean, does it matter at this point? I mean, I, I think I'm low man among Astros fans on Corey Jokes. He's hit a bunch of singles and has a high BAPIP. And he's a player who in November, they, didn't have on the 40-man roster and exposed to the Rule 5 draft. And every other team said, I know I don't want him as my fourth outfielder. Um, so I'm not entirely sure what's improved so much about him since November. Um, but certainly certainly something must have, right? Um, right. And so I'd, I'd like to hear more about that. But again, um, yeah, Hensley's the one who, you know, and he said people planted their flags on him. I'm one of those. He's had... Again, he continues to have really good plate discipline. It's a skill. It's his skill. It's just that it's plate discipline on top of like a 140 average. Yep. 
So if you get up to 240 and walk a whole bunch, that's a valuable player. If you're at 140 and your walk ability is getting your on base up to 250, and you're still a guy with, you know, who gets out 75% of the time. And I think at some point we have to, as Astros fans, recognize that as much as we don't like the criticism of having a really lowly ranked minor league system, this is the kind of players that a really low ranked minor league system promotes to the majors. Guys that might get hot and might have a chance and they might have one or two tools that we could exploit in small samples. But by and large, we're bringing up Corey Jolks because there's not any options. We bring up David Hensley because he might draw walks, but there's not a whole lot more to his game right now. Um, I don't know why but we brought you up see the Myers. upside of that with Mauricio Dubon, who's elite yeah. skill is defense, and he's on a real hot streak right now. I don't think it's going to last, but thank goodness he's hitting well right now because you know it 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 allows one more hitter in a lineup, as James says, with holes in it, but who's the core of the lineup particularly uh, particularly what Alvarez and uh, Tucker have been doing. Hey, if you can get somebody on in front of them, you, know, you score runs. Well, yeah. the biggest problem, biggest problem to me, as it has been most Aprils of his career, is Alex Bregman and his ridiculous yeah. ability to not hit in April. Um, that's going to fix itself in a couple of weeks because it always does. Wait. Yeah, it literally always does. Hmm. You can set a clock by it. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think you raised a good point, Andy. That at some point in time, when it comes to those final couple spots in the um, in the lineup, now we could talk about times that Dusty should have pinch hit for Mal- Martin Maldonado. Brian, you had Twitter; you thought there was a moment yeah. that he should have and didn't. Um, I don't understand getting a run up, a runner on with one of these guys. It's an automatic double play at times. Not trying to just move the guy over. I, I'm so tired of hearing the whole players don't learn to bunt anymore stuff. But, well, especially uh, with base runners stealing at an 80% clip, you can put a guy in motion. It feels like it's going to work out for you if the, if the guy at the plate can just make contact. Yeah, I mean, exactly. But I do, I do think that Dusty's kind of hand-tied in some of that. I mean, it's like deck chairs on the Titanic in the sense that it's not like he's ignoring the great option. And I think the only thing that was driving a lot of us is still the Jake Myers question of why is he on the roster and because at least these other guys will occasionally run into something Myers isn't running into anything yeah, but Myers can field he's their best defensive center fielder and if they take my if they send Myers down that moves Dubon to the backup center fielder or and which, then you got to figure out how to deal with second base which you may see when Altuve comes back. That yeah. may be a thing yes. that happens when you've you got saw plenty of that last year, including when Jake was in AAA last year. Yeah. And probably, I think Dubon played more center field last year than any other position. Well, and as you recall, uh, most of Astro Trader was bitching about every time that Dubon started in center field because he was Justin Verlander's center fielder. And now they all think he is the American League Player of the Month. And, right. Uh, <laughs> and, and I think I will. And we, yeah. We talked about on the show earlier that we did expect Dubon to progress closer to what his career numbers have been. Um, I don't think he's going to hit 340 for the rest of the year, but I think he'll have an. I wouldn't turn it down. Well, yeah, no. I wouldn't either. Yeah, if he likes to do it, if he can do it, fine. Yeah, not going to object. Boy, Archbishop to say says that uh, that Altuve better watch out for his job. Mm-hmm. Now, Andy, something else majorly hilarious happened in Texas baseball. Uh, I'd like you to start the breakdown of what our friends to the north. And the city of Arlington have unveiled upon us to provide us content today. Um, we all got 
exciting news in our Twitter feeds early this morning when uh, the Arlington Rangers revealed their City Connect uniforms in a partnership with Nike. And they well, appeared. Well, to... First comment I'd like to make is when you're not from a real city, it's really hard to connect with it. <laughs> Yeah, what well, is it, Metroplex? Yeah. It, it it appeared to be really hard for them to connect with something that was <laughs> specific anyway. Um, the City Connect uniforms, as we all know, they're kind of hit or miss. Most of them are pretty good, but there's been some misses. Um, Arlington went with a cream-colored top with some sort of old English variation on a TX that I don't know where that would come from. Uh, think Detroit's D, though. Uh, big red pirate letters or numbers um, on the front and back, and then navy blue pants with a white stripe, like they're in a marching band. It looks to me like they have been relegated to a men's fast pitch softball league um, based on the way the uniforms look. I can't really describe them any better than that, other than, you know, as I said offline, um, it looks like when you forgot you had an assignment due and you had to throw something together just to get it in so you didn't get a zero, um, I think Arlington still gets a zero on this one. Yeah, I I don't know what. To me, it looks like they did a mashup of old Tigers and Red Sox, or White Sox uniforms and, and hope no one would notice. Brian, what were some of your thoughts when you first got to see them? You know, it was a touching tribute to my father's slow-pitch softball team from 1983. <laughs> and I'm just disappointed that they don't have the, uh, you know, black and white stripes on the waistband with the big, you know, buttons uh, over the elastic. Um, really <laughs> not doing that final step also really is a uh, is a criticism. It is a criticism I have um, to me. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I just the other thing about this is right. Nothing about it looks like Texas. You have. You know, okay. You know, I made the joke about connecting to a city, right? But they picked Texas. They picked Texas as their name because they're in between Dallas and Fort Worth, which gives them an entire state's worth of pride and culture that had been used to great effect. And nothing on that looks like it's from Texas. What's What's weird about that flex too is because Major League Baseball, when they released the uniforms. Uh, a uniform to represent all of Texas. Cleburne's already done that. They did it so much better. So much better. The Houston Rocknecks do it better in the XFL. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it 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 literally looks like they went to T-shirts plus and said, you have white jerseys? Cool. Can we stick some numbers and letters on it? Oh, do you have a Griffin? Let's stick that on the sleeve because we know how, you know, Greek mythology has been so integral in the forming of Dallas-Fort Worth. And then to me, one of the things that I was sort of struck by is where the Astros took this very like modern approach and looking forward, Dallas is looking for looking past to some mythical baseball history that no one knows about except for people who listen to Let's Get To when Andrew gets assigned to North Texas team. <laughs> you know? Maybe it's an advertisement for why people should uh, watch uh, our Ranger <laughs> fans should uh, should tune into Let's Get To more often and learn about yeah. What the hell their team did? Maybe exactly. six. Hey, I was just reading. Patches six toe O'Doul hit three seventy five for the um, Arlington Griffins. And that was after his combine accident. That was after he fell off the combine in eighteen eighty three. Well, listen, guys. Um, as we wrap this up, we do have a, a 
a, a four tough series in a row. And I'm not scared of any of the teams. I think that when when all these teams are playing up to their potential, I still think the Astros are the better of the four coming up. What do you have to say to Astros fans if they panic, if another couple of these series get dropped? Brian, we'll start with you. Well, tune in next week. We'll talk about it. Um, it's the first thing to say to him. Um, you know, I mean, hey, the last time they played three straight playoff teams, it went pretty well. They went uh, they went in 11 and 2. So <laughs> I don't expect them to go to 11 and 2 over the next 13, but, uh, you know, it's it's in the realm of possibility. Well, that's the thing. They could. They could just decide yeah. they're going to start playing winning baseball and address some of their holes. Uh, through performance, because nothing else is going to happen until we start getting some injured players back. But the reality is we're probably going to be somewhere around 500 in two weeks, and that's okay. Uh, we have some reinforcements coming uh, in the near to mid-future. If you're going to be a panicky Astros fan, be a panicky Astros fan, because that's who you are, and it's part of your core identity, and who am I to judge? You probably have pronouns about it. Panicky and panickyist. I don't know. Um, but just keep in mind that this start is not abnormal for the Astros. It is not abnormal for the Astros in the last four years. And all four of those years, they've made the American League Championship Series at least. Yeah. So and just, even if they do have a, yeah, and enjoy they, baseball. Yeah. Even if they do have a bad two weeks, no one decides a pennant in April. No. Well, and I was going to say this too. If, if Astros fan and Astros Twitter is allowed to complain about the record, well, then I'm allowed to look at the standings now. And I look at the standings and, you know, not anybody in the West is playing great. They're all scuffed. I mean, the Astros have had what we have all deemed an unsatisfying first 16 games and are only two and a half games back. Hello? They actually had a large, higher hill to climb when they caught the Angels last year. So I'm, I'm again, couldn't be – any less concerned about this baseball team enjoy the fact that you won the world series last year still that's just that should still be the thing you're thinking about the most is the fact that you won a world series last year get in there and get your rings that's i'm, thinking about, I'm sorry but i'm thinking that my gold jersey is still delayed i got a message from mlb shop saying hey may 30th now is that okay do you want to keep us to keep working on this so i'm yeah i'm, I'm still thinking about last year yeah yeah that's that's definitely uh I think I haven't gotten the one I ordered. Yeah, I haven't gotten the one I ordered in the mail yet either, actually. I don't think I got, a, got an email. What the hell? All right, well, that does wrap us up this week. We will be back next week to celebrate or talk you off the ledge. Uh, I'm your host, James Christopher. Go Strohs. Go Strohs. I'm Andy. I'm Andy Tom Chesson. Uh, we miss you, George. Go Strohs. <laughs>